Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your second episode of the week of Church is Stupid. Comma, but. I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. I'm Elijah. And we started a conversation earlier this week about uh, hypocrisy and, like, what that means. And we looked at it a lot from the inside-in perspective, like, Mm -hmm. what it means for somebody inside the church to look at something that's also inside the church. But I think it's also very important for us to look at this from, you know, the intended point of view of this podcast, almost, from that outside-in perspective. felt like a dig, but it's fine. Fine, Andy. It was supposed to be like a compliment because, like, you know, it's not often that we look at. I think we're supposed to look at it more. It's not often that we do look at, though. That person who comes to church, um, like, for the first time, period, sits in the pew and gets called out for it. Mm -hmm. That person, you know, we started off episode one talking about that whole thing. And I think that, like, there are a lot of different hypocrisies that you that person sees when they walk in the door for the first time sure go ahead oh well i was gonna say elaborate but i well did my very my first. very first one go is, ahead um <laughs> be hypocritical <laughs> do it all go right ahead. i'll just go ahead and contradict myself yeah. <laughs> the outside person doesn't matter <laughs> wow wow that's okay. going to be the only quote someone picks up from this mm. entire... Somehow that'll be what we're known Please for. Please don't don't leave yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing we're going to be known for for the rest of forever. Well, I'll be known. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, walking in the door for the first time, what's the first thing that you see? Like, think about this You want this a literal church. answer? Think about, yeah, literal answers. I mean, but, I don't know about this church because I haven't really been in an in-person service yet <laughs> yeah no i mean covid has not been friendly for all that uh let's well if we if a lot of people walk into a church the first thing they see might be the foyer maybe like the sign in book that people that a lot of churches will have like on a pedestal like right in front of the entrance mm-hmm. and then uh sanctuary bunch of other pews and the stage up front i don't know there's your answer that's what i can think of i mean i mean that's that's pretty fair um, I think like all the churches that like, I, like that I look at, th- there is like supposed to be, you walk in the door and there's this gathering area of such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, I, I'm in I, like that four year area. Like yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm like, like thinking about. Um, and so like you see people talking and all this kind of a thing. And so wh- what's, what are you supposed to like, as a member of the church, you see a new person who comes, you walk up and you greet them. Like that'd be like the normal thing that probably like, ideally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, but we don't see that happen like all the time, and I, I'm like literally, I'm talking like my example is like coming from like the worst church like possible kind of thing. Like <laughs> I'm not saying your church is guilty of this. I'm also saying take a look at it from an outside perspective mm-hmm. at some point. Sure, yeah. Um, but like you have either greeters or you have people that say hi, hello, all that kind of thing. Um. But uh, like this was brought to my attention this last week at our own church here, and I know we often do like a great job of greeting and saying hi to people. Mm-hmm. Um, during one of our services, we had a family who wasn't greeted. Nobody had said hi to them, and the first person that said hi to them was after the service, hmm. <laughs> um, which was just like, you know, to me a little weird because like I sit in the back there, and so I don't often talk with people, and because of like covid and everything i'm very bad at like talking with people i'm also terrible at socializing but we have some people who are just astounding at that and so if you like actually go through a service and you don't get said hi to here or like you know greeted in some way like that's 
kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in other places, like, that's normal. And this is supposed to be just, like, that welcoming space. Like, sure. Like, I, I'm, like, looking at that term of, like, welcoming in new people. Mm-hmm. And we fail at that. There's a lot of things that, like, we're called to do that we, we fail at. And that was just, like, one of the examples that so, I'm looking at. Okay, so how would this example pertain necessarily to the church being or being perceived as or actually being hypocritical? Well, maybe it doesn't apply as much here at this church because I don't think we praise ourselves as much on being that welcome voice. You know, I but just, are- uh, but in your your idea of a church where someone attends and isn't really said hi to or necessarily welcomed at the beginning goes through a service without anyone like i don't know social going out of the way to socialize with them Mm -hmm. because it's their first time i think it's very hypocritical um in some churches because they claim that they are that welcoming space that they like greet everybody that they talk to and like all this kind of stuff and like they'll talk to the same people that they talk to week after week yeah, mm-hmm. which I can is, see that. Yeah, I, I guess it's more like where my hypocrisy is coming from. It may just be like a small thing. Sure. That may not make fully sense. I, I, I do get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to just dissect it a little bit, a little bit more, too. But I'm, and I'm also fully acknowledging that we're talking about. Excuse me, and that we're talking about trying to maybe acknowledge some of the like you said, like outside looking in yeah. at a church. And I am trying to dissect it as someone who's, for all intents and purposes, sort of inside the church. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can see where you're coming from, though, where so, if someone isn't... Because there probably... I know there are people who attend church services who are, who are like, trying out a new service because they're, like, you know, they're looking for a place, necess- mm-hmm. maybe. Like, they're not... Like, not because they've been a part of it, you know, for a while, but because they're they're looking for maybe like a new community or something mm-hmm. who I can see then, yeah, how it could be viewed as pretty hypocritical, especially if the church, yeah, like you said, maybe like pr- says or prides itself on being like a mm-hmm. welcome, open community, anyone sort of welcome, which a lot of churches do try to say. Mm. And, and, that, and and I know that for that part in particular comes from like a specific example I've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. Um, where my dad has taken over that role of being the greeter of everybody new, and that nobody else had greeted anybody who was new during that service, and it was mm-hmm. they had prided themselves on being extremely social and everything, and they got good marks because my dad was the one who said hi to everybody. But it's a whole nother everything mm. sure. um, conversation. Well, and I'm I'm sort of sitting here thinking from the outside looking in. I'm not even sure I'd walk into a church mm-hmm. because if I'm really looking outside, where I find most of my information about the church would be from news articles, mm-hmm. um, from seeing friends or like knowing people. Because I I think a lot of people. And know somebody who's a Christian at the very mm. least. Um, maybe not everyone by any means in, in, over here in the West, but I would say it's pretty common <laughs> for you to at least know some. So most of your information is either coming from personal experience with a Christian mm-hmm. or from news outlets, right? And I would say a large portion, particularly within the last probably year and a half or so of the publicity that churches have gotten has not been good publicity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
and has been stuff that does appear very mm-hmm. um, hypocritical in, in a sense. And I, I don't think it just started within the last year and a half by any means. I think it's been going on for a while. But if you're really looking at that, I mean, what do we do about that? How do how do we address that as a church? You know, I think a lot of times people blow it off like it's the one, oh, well, it's just... It's that church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, everybody knows that's not what what all Christians are like. Mm. But I think that's a that's a mistake on our part. I don't think that people know that not all Christians are like that. I don't think that Christians even really truly know that they're not all like that. Like, I think it's easy just to say that as a blanket answer when the reality is, is I think that there are a lot of churches who do, you know, think, quote, things like that more than other Christians will even want to admit, you know? Well, and how do we, how do we fight, how do we fight against that? How do we Hmm. continue? I mean, honestly, it's something I think that we don't address a lot as churches because one of, one of the things that really, really irked me when I was coming up in ministry and, and in school was hearing people complain about the way that churches are perceived. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't deserve this bad rap and da 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 And I finally just looked at them and was like, does it, at the end of the day, does it matter whether or not their perception is right if that's their perception? If we're mm-hmm. supposed to share the gospel with them, I mean, it matters in, it in other so, sense. It does it matter matters if it in, is right, yeah. It, it matters in the sense of, like, ethically, whether churches need to change and things like that. But, I mean, if, if a whole group of people thinks church is unwelcoming and stuff, and we just say, no, we're welcoming. Are you going to ostracize that entire group of people who thinks that and because just, you think they're wrong? Yes, yeah. that's my okay. point. Yeah. It definitely matters on many scales yeah. whether or not that yeah. is that is actually, but, whether yeah. their perception is correct. Um, but if you're going to talk about those if, people and their importance and their viewpoints yes. being important or not be or being irrelevant, right? Like, yes, if you're just going to write off their perspective, yeah. the reality is that we're called to reach other people and share the gospel with all people. So when we write off voices and we just say, well, they're just not giving us a chance, mm-hmm. that's not right. To me, that's incredibly wrong and that's incredibly hypocritical in its own sense because mm-hmm. you're unwilling to look at the pers- perspectives of other people. Mm-hmm. And... So I think even if you took it away, even if, if the churches were were actually 100% perfect. <laughs> Imagine a world. <laughs> In a world. Best but, of luck getting there. Yeah, um, right. But even then, if everybody outside of these walls, or even most people outside of these walls, thought we were awful, mm-hmm. it's still our job to address that. Even if we are perfect. It's mm-hmm. our job to address that with the, how do we handle those topics? Because it's not as easy as just looking at them and saying, well, you're wrong. We're perfect. Well, yeah. What, what exactly do you mean by addressing that though? Because some people could look, some people could, you know, quote, address that by making public statements about how stupid all those people are, that they would think that they're that bad. And other people would address it by, you know, trying to maybe get get the word out or, clear, I don't know, clear their name or something? Like, what do you mean when you say it's important to address it? Well, I, I honestly think it looks different in a lot of different places because it depends on what what's the issue at hand, hmm. right? So addressing okay. it, if you dismiss it, that's a bad addressing. You're right. There's bad ways to address things. Yeah. 
But if you're willing to go in and hear and listen and then actively try to bridge the gap, essentially, yeah, yeah. like like we had talked about with, with community um, outreach and with the pastor who asked the town, what can we be doing? And then they realized the whole time they weren't shoveling snow in part of the sidewalk. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so that was doing stuff like that. Yeah, right. where we actually are willing to start to look at why do they believe these things about the church? Mm-hmm. Why do you think the church is hypocritical? Yeah. And letting them talk without just shutting it down instantly, yeah. without coming up with a million excuses. Um, one of my dream projects, which I know is a huge dream that will, <laughs> will probably never be realized, but that's okay, is to have a like just a wall a blank wall put up and asking people to come by and just graffiti a word on it of how church has made them feel i know you're making a face you're gonna get a lot of phallic objects on that i'm just saying i know i know okay but like in a world (laughs) where where people don't graffiti i understand why it doesn't work from a practical perspective but if we could just put I think if if churches could just put up a space like a public space and say what is it how do you see the church and then see what people write you're gonna get a lot of terrible things up there like quite honestly Mm. you're gonna get swear words you're gonna get probably phallic objects (laughs) thank you for that Andy um but you're gonna get if if people come at it with good faith and are willing to actually express their feelings, I think the church would be very surprised by what people think of it. Yeah. And if you even just like doing this and then afterwards holding some kind of service or some kind of thing where you don't sit there and say, we're not these things, but you say, I am sorry for the times the church has been these things. Yeah. Yeah. I am sorry for the ways that we have harmed you. I'm sorry, and we want to start bridging that gap. So how can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I know that, again, I know all of the reasons why that doesn't work. Thank you, Andy. Uh, But um, in some level, finding somewhere to start, Mm -hmm. finding some way to to communicate and, and to realize that it's not just some exception. It's not just that church. Yeah. I, ooh, ooh, do, do you want me to? Ooh. You want to? You want to go? Uh, you can go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have made the executive decision that you okay. can talk in. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, just one of the things that you said um, of the church not knowing what they're doing wrong. I don't I, think that's true in every case. I but don't think that's true in most cases. This is my issue. I think the church kind of sometimes refuses to acknowledge that they know what they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, do, I don't disagree with you um, w- because we are all sort of like, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a church. And when we talk about sort of keeping the church accountable, I think we, a lot of us talk, I, I, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's safe to assume that most of the time that we're kind of talking about, that sort of subject that we're sort of referring to our peers and like leadership, because I think we're maybe you guys more than me, but like even me being on this, we're sort of part of the church right now. Mm. Um, But I think a lot of people outside 
of people who don't attend church, people who, who, yeah, I don't know, Christian or not, people who don't attend church who are looking at how the church is treating them or maybe treating their community. I don't think for them it's all just about leadership. It's about like anyone, like mm-hmm. even other people who just attend yeah, sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's easy for us, and, and probably rightfully so, to assume and actually think that, you know, a lot of churches really are aware of the wrong things that they might be doing. But I think a lot of times we're not necessarily thinking of the congregation in that aspect. Whereas I think a lot of other people maybe outside are. And I think if you try to look at it from that perspective, sometimes I think there might be a lot of examples where a lot of the congregation might not really be aware of certain things that like the leadership in the church are really doing. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, but w- not, not, not to derail your entire no, point. No, I'm just, I, I, but, I'm, I'm glad to build off that point. Cause yeah. I'm not, I'm not meaning just the leadership knows what they're doing. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think a majority of the time, if you have a problem member in the congregation or a group of them or however you want to say it, everybody knows that who's a part of the church. And I'm not saying like, like, but you're not universally, but, but like, not like you think it happens a lot, but like yeah. as somebody who's been a member of a congregation and not technically a member of the church or a member of like the staff or anything like that, um, I have been in a congregation and it's, more obvious than you think to pick out the people who like and actually that could just be because like i've grown up and all that but you can you can almost tell um the like older lady who's gonna fight over her pew you can tell um like the younger kids who are gonna cause a disturbance during church like all that kind of like there's certain aspects that like you can go into a church service and i i guess again might just be me because of the amount of time like I've actually spent in church and like sure. part of different congregations. But I can most of the time tell where the problems are at. And I want to like, fair I, enough. Yeah. I, even like if I'm not a permanent member of the church, like I can like look there and say that. So I think that a normal congregation member can look there and say that. And so if the normal congregation member says that and like acknowledges that, yeah. Somebody eventually, through gossip, because the church does gossip, and we've talked about this before. <laughs> what? It reaches the higher-ups. Yeah. And they don't do anything about it, because that's a member of the church, or yeah, for yeah. another reason, or another reason. And so <coughs> th- they kind of acknowledge and like accept those who are on the inside more than they do the people who are on the out. Yeah. yeah and I mean, so... We can't argue with you there. The person coming to church for the first time that <clears throat> sits in the wrong pew or something... Um, and has to deal with uh, the older lady who yells at people for sitting in their pew. Um, hmm. Like, they don't get any real assistance unless the person who's sitting behind them, like, leans over and whispers to them, hey, you're going to want to move for X reason, or sometimes doesn't even give a reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's the... We kind of try and hide, like, some of our own problems from ourselves instead of trying to fix them. And I oh, think yeah. that, that was kind of more what my point was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd expound on that to try and make it make sense. Well, and I, I think you're you're highlighting a few different things. Um, Probably. Like, <laughs> no, no, you're fine, you're fine. Um, but I think it's... It's sort of excuses are made a mm-hmm. lot of times. Very much so. Like... Mm-hmm. For instance, in, in situations with with pews, oh well, that's just how this person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. Or, well, they're they're a great giver. Mm-hmm. So we can't. I, that has happened yeah. in more than oh, no, one yeah, meeting for sure. that I have sat through. Yeah, it, it might sound like a funny, worst case scenario, like Pawnee style church, but it's but it's, it's more of a reality. Parks and Rex reference. I mean, you know exactly what I mean when I say it, right? I do. Yeah. You said Parks and Rex, but but the Office theme started playing through my head for some dun, reason. Dun, 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 dun. Um, anyhow, but yeah, it's it's more but, more based on reality than you may think. But I, I think. I think there are often times it's easier to, especially for, for churches, for people in general, it's easier to make excuses than it is to do the hard work to try to say, okay, what's, what's the reason behind this? And you might find out that the person yelling for their pew is actually a really wonderful person who like lost her husband and that's the place that they sat together. And so it brings up a lot of emotions and you can help them deal with that. And say, okay, yeah, but you're misplacing your emotions into this. Do mm-hmm. you see how it's actually harmful over here? Not that everyone always has good intentions, but yeah. I want to believe. As a pastor, I want to believe in most cases they do. And that's um, hypocritical. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> Nature, nurture, you know, good, yeah. evil. There's this whole conversation to be had about it's that. It's true. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it's easier, though. And especially as somebody who, again, has been in church leadership for for a little while now, that sometimes you just don't have the energy to deal with every problem all at once, Mm -hmm. which isn't to give. I mean, I guess it is to give an excuse, (laughs) quite quite frankly. Um, But again, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there needs to be you have to develop an entire, and I hate to say it like this because I sound so churchy, but it's also true. I am churchy. So I guess I own it. Uh, you have to develop a culture of, of accountability, acceptance and growth driven nature within Mm. churches. And Mm, that was not something that was always a priority and not every church has made that a priority. Uh, and so therefore you walk into it and you're, paddling up river <laughs> and if you're weak like me it doesn't go so well yeah. i have a bad shoulder so anyhow. how do we get in a canoe <laughs> you, you know you, it happens um well, yeah, but i think yeah. i think that's the the problem at least that i've seen is that we've kind of ended up here mm-hmm. and now we're fighting uphill battles consistently to try to pe- people with very very good intentions are trying to develop cultures where no part of the Christian journey is growth, is change, is mm. um, learning how to be more Christ-like and doing the hard work that comes with that, which is acknowledging one's own hypocrisies, acknowledging yeah, yeah, all of that, and moving forward so we can be more welcoming and and, and open and mm. uh, a place where people don't look at us like we're constantly hypocrites, rightfully so. Um, but how do we get there is the hard part yeah is it how how is it how do you develop this culture within a church how do you even start right yeah where do you where do you even start like is it a ground up it's really difficult you know Hmm. and it's one of those things that i think we're really really struggling with in particular pastors uh, of my generation as we're coming up and dealing with a lot of these things is we see a lot of what's happening, but we're either not equipped 
to handle it or we don't have the right support to handle it. And Mm. so when you're the only person, again, like I'll bring it back to what I talked about before. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to do that necessary work. And if you're the only one who's putting in the work, it's like, it's like a really bad relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I'm not saying that that's like, Oh, that I've always been the good person in this scenario by no means. Um, Trust me, I've seen your relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but it's very, and and I, I won't even pretend like nobody in churches want change or nobody. It's, I hear the same thing from congregation members who really have deeply wanted change and to create spaces that are more welcoming and, and things like that. And I've had conversations with them where they say, we're just so exhausted. We don't know what to do because we're just, we're burnt out. We've been fighting this battle for so long that we just can't anymore. And I think that's why a lot of people are leaving the church because Mm -hmm. you can only fight so long before you give up. I mean, yeah, especially when the leadership in churches are supposed to be the people who are like, for, for all intents and purposes, almost like leading the charge, Mm -hmm. you know, for, to, 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 to help form the body of Christ into into a body that genuinely tries its best to be free of sin and free of hypocrisy and 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 in a place where anyone can come and meet like leadership is supposed to be the people who are who are you know leading that charge with people and i think a lot of, i i mean i would say it's probably safe to say that a lot of times congregation members like that who have been saying how you know how long they've been trying to push for something like that I can't imagine how exhausting it is when sometimes the leadership isn't really making that their goal. If anything, sometimes they push against it. Well, and for a lot of years, the history of the church was you come, you listen to preacher, you believe what preacher tells you. Yeah, you right. <laughs> what was that noise? You go home. <laughs> yeah. <this> last part. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't, like, I didn't hear words. I just heard, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, what? Um but I think that was the that was the culture that was developed was you listen to your leader. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that is what you do. And so <coughs> now yeah, for sure. Particularly I think that it can be hard on churches making the shift. It can be hard on leaders making the shift. And it's also really, really hard to have a leadership team where people don't agree with you. Yeah. It's very hard because how do you find peace and unity in the midst of that? And that's really, 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 really difficult. Mm-hmm. But if we don't do that, I don't, I don't know that we're ever going to be able to push each other to grow because we do right. need each other to yeah. push those edges. But again, it has to be done in love. Mm-hmm. And we don't, especially after fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, at some point you just start to, you, you hit a wall where you think no one's going to listen to you. So you're just like, fine, everything's off. I'm just going for it. And your intentions get shifted to basically just screaming your face off because that's all you can do. Hmm. And it's hard yeah. because I think it just yeah. gets exhausting for everyone in- involved. And I've said that word far too many times today, but that's. Sounds like you're probably pretty tired of it. We did start la- uh, Tuesday's episode by saying we were all very tired. <laughs> so we're bringing it back and closing by talking about being very tired. Full circle. See, I brought it all back today. Um, but no, I think 
I think it's a lot of hard work. You asked me earlier, how do we address this? And the reality is, I don't know that I have a good answer. But I know that we need to start looking at it. Yeah. We need yeah. to start looking at how the church is perceived, why it's being seen as hypocritical, and how do we grow and change that. Yeah. More than just how do we clear our name, but how which I think grow? a lot of people can get caught up in because it's only natural to, you know, it's only natural to, if, if you feel like you're being, or you or something you're a part of is being called out for something that you believe isn't true, it's only natural for you to want to, you know, convince everyone that it's not the case, mm -hmm. you know, for the sake of just wanting it to be clear, you know, that you, that that's not who you are, let's just say. But what's more important than just clearing your name as a church is actually being the best church you can be and not just making it seem like you're being the best church you can be. I don't know. I don't, like this, this goes be, it just goes beyond trying to convince everyone that we're good and, and mm -hmm. you know, as stupid as it sounds, actually being good, <laughs> you know, actually taking the steps to look at why people think we're one way and to acknowledge where you fail in that and grow and be better, not just look at what people are saying about you and find the best way to, you know, make make it look like you're not that, mm -hmm. to clear your name, but then not actually really change anything within mm -hmm. and not actually make your church more welcoming to new people and to not actually hold everyone in the church and the leadership to, you know, actually hold people accountable to make sure that, you know, you're being good examples and, and like, there's, there's always work to be done. So don't be so easy or don't be so quick to just dismiss the public image, I suppose, you know, actually the best thing you could probably do is to look at it and actually learn from it. Mm -hmm. You know, with that being said, we are out of time for today. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of reminders, uh, this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday is mother's day. Oh, so yeah. do remember to, um, you know, wish your mother a happy mother's day and also recommend to her, uh, the church is stupid kind of a butt podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the favorite podcast of mothers. I know I am one. <laughs> We have a surprising number of mothers that listen to this, and they're mostly ours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with all that being said, uh, thank you for joining us and listening in. Uh, feel free to continue the conversation on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can find us there as well as on all the different listening platforms. Uh, for all of us here at Church of Stupid, Come I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. I'm Elijah. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of your week.